Radical episode 126. Ladies and gents, welcome. We are coming in hot with this show. I am excited, man. It has been crazy damn week. Crazy. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, if you got kids or anybody who's uh, allergic to profanity or cussing or just having a good time, get rid of them now. Go put them to bed. Do whatever you got to do. Get them out of the room. Uh, you have been warned. I've got a great guest for you guys tonight. Uh, he is a uh, a comedian. He is also one of the, I should say, part of the uh, communications committee out of the New Hampshire Libertarian Party. Uh, he is a guy that I got to know in Pennsylvania on the spur of the moment. He's about 10 foot tall. Uh, his name is Bill Barger. Please welcome him to Radical Now. Bill. Shane, how's it going, man? Good to see you. Man, it is uh, it's great to have you on. It's uh, it's good to see you. It's fortuitous. I think that we cross paths in Pennsylvania uh, for a moment like this. The party is small and energetic. And I'll tell you what, man, uh, what you guys have been experiencing in the Northeast this week is I mean, it's, it's nothing short of, you know, this this is a monumental moment for the Libertarian Party. Yeah, some people would call it a disaster, probably. And some people <laughs> would say it's a moment to be celebrated. Um, yeah, I mean, it, seriously, like th this is this is going to be one of those moments. I mean, I've been talking about this time in history for quite, you know, quite a while now. And I like to see all this compounding to see, you know, these people being backed into a corner and everything else like th the chips are down and people are playing them right now. And it is boy, thank God for the Mises caucus. Yeah, it's really interesting. It seems like this is the point where it's like people are going to either man up and keep doing the work when the going gets tough or they're going to bitch out and walk away. And if, that's, <laughs> if it's time for you to bitch out and walk away, you have my blessing. Get the hell out of here. We don't need you. I, I was asking Bill beforehand, you know, do I say his name with a, uh, you know, is it is it Barger? And he goes, yeah, with a hard G, just like me. And I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> That's really, really good. Um, let's let's back up though, man, because I I think I think there's so much going on in the in the present moment and what's transpired that a lot of what goes into or what's gone into this moment is missed. In in March of this year of 2021, the uh, the New Hampshire Libertarian Party. Uh, was taken over, quote unquote. Um, I know some people don't like that language, but it was. It was taken over uh, by a bunch of Meekhawks. You guys left uh, Gillette, uh, who is the, you know, I guess the the chair still. Gilletta, now. Yeah. yeah, Gilletta. Uh, Gilletta. Left her, she, she's not a Meekhawk. And you guys put in a ton of work and you took over the party. I mean, that's to tell me about that part of it before we get into uh, the drama, right? So, uh, uh, yeah, basically what happened was the Mises Caucus of New Hampshire is pretty, a pretty new organization. I guess there have been Meekhawks in New Hampshire for a couple of years, or they've, I guess, identified as Meekhawks for a couple of years. We're all libertarians. We've been libertarians for a long time, like mostly since the Ron Paul days, some, some later. They essentially have been growing and growing and growing and growing the past six months, right? So in January, I think they had a meetup or December, they had a meetup and it was like four or five people. They had a meetup in January and there's 30 people. And then they had another meetup the month after in February and there's like 45 people that were like different people. And then convention and then time. Year. 
in an off year. And then convention time came. And by the time we got to convention, the Mises caucus had recruited so much that the convention was like the record biggest size or the, the I'm sorry, the delegation was the biggest size it's ever been. I think there's 55 people voting there or something last year in a, in a election year, I think there was 34. So that was already close to doubling, you know, um, in New Hampshire, what's the population of New Hampshire? What do you guys got? Maybe two, three million people. Honestly, I'm, I'm not positive, probably somewhere around there. I know, I know the biggest city in New Hampshire is Manchester. I think they've got like 125 or 150,000 people. It's like not a huge city. Yeah. So for that many people to, to show up and show out, man, like that's a big damn deal in New Hampshire. Well, you know, it's interesting. You, you say that, right? But that's something that's that could be up for debate as somebody who lives in New Hampshire. There's a lot of libertarians in New Hampshire. New Hampshire might be the most libertarian state. I want to be the most libertarian state. I'm not the only person in New Hampshire who will say that to you. Well, um, I mean, you guys are the have you know this moment and have that those kind of numbers in a smaller state. It, it has to be New Hampshire. Yeah, I mean, quite possibly. Well, and I'll tell you what. So our, our membership has only grown exponentially since um, since I joined the party. I think I was talking to Ben Richards, one of the organizers earlier, and he said that there's about 80 in November of last year, 80 dues-paying members, and now there's wow. close to 150. Uh, one of That's the membership out- outreach guys said there's 150, 160. And here's the thing, though. You could argue that with the number of libertarians we have in New Hampshire, but with the Free State Project, the general live free or die attitude, people like to be left alone. We don't even have a state income tax here. We actually might have a low amount of the libertarians in New Hampshire in the party. So we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Yeah. I I tell you what, man, when when people are free, you know, they kind of get comfortable and comfortable, you know, comfortable people breed uh, soft people and all that. You know, the, the cycle goes round and round. Right. So maybe people shouldn't be free. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm arguing. But all right, all right, cool. I'm just saying, yeah, we could just nip that yeah. thing right in the bud. You know, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna just say, hey, listen, them. listen, we're, we're gonna do it differently this time, right? Like, hey, we're we're gonna de- defy you know what people have done throughout history. Get comfortable, get lazy, not pay attention to what's going on, and, and you know, if it's just a little bit of money people are taking from you, uh, or a little life, little liberty, then you know we'll stop paying attention. But you guys, I mean, seriously, you guys put together a hell of an effort. Um, you you did you know you did work with people who were not Mises Caucus. You you guys oh. took a large majority of the party. Go ahead. So Gilletta, that's where we started this. Gilletta, Gilletta came to our our big meetup in March, and she was like, "Mises Caucus, I support you guys. I like you guys. I think that we need to take a strong stance against this woke social justice warrior, like weird, like virtue signaling." libertarian mm-hmm. party thing that everybody's been doing and we need to make sure like we're sending bold principled messages waking people up and grabbing the real libertarians and pulling them into the party she came and she played us man because uh, a month later i think that was february a month later we voted her in unanimously i think she got more votes than no wow. um so <laughs> Speaking of which, I mean, you guys did have, you know, some dude up there that ran what for secretary, right? And and got noted. Is that correct? Or was it treasurer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh treasurer. It was treasurer. Yeah, that dude. Our, so our, our friend Nick. <laughs> Be well, Nick. Be well, wherever you are. Be well. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> that fucking guy. Jesus Christ. So let's let's catch everybody up, I guess. Um, March rolls through. You guys do your thing. A huge effort. Great job. Um, and then fast forward to, I think it's June 7th is the date, if I'm not mistaken. Um, June 7th, uh, Gilletta uh, receives a letter of confirmation confirming that her organization is now the recognized Libertarian Party of New Hampshire. From so, yeah, so let's oh from Joe, Joe Bishop, Bishop Benjamin. So let's okay. clarify that. Let's clarify that factoid real quick because sure. she received a letter that the organization she was chair of on the seventh was in fact the real LPNH. Well, there was no other organization on the seventh, so she was. Chair, you know, it seems like a document that either expired or was used for uh, an intention that maybe it wasn't meant to. We're going to get to Are, that, I guess. No, no, yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. So, so let's clarify a little bit. So behind the scenes, obviously, uh, we're not, you know, as libertarians, we're not real big on what the state itself has in terms of requirements for us. I mean, right. Like we really don't give a shit uh, for, for them to, for Gilletta and the LNC to take advantage of maybe a, I don't know, a small nuance in the in the state secretary of state's office to say, hey, this isn't actually a registered party right now. And now reform it um, with new bylaws, new members outside of completely absent of the people that were elected in in, you know, in a convention in March. I mean, this this just. This is where the whole thing kind of starts to come unraveled for these guys. Yeah, so the the essentially what she did was she was she was so upset with the messaging coming out and her inability to I guess have her way with what people want. And we so we elected a bunch of people that weren't Mises caucus people. There was three members of the executive committee yeah. that were not Meecox, and then there were three that were. So even to do anything, you pretty much have to have at least one on board. But also like we showed up. The Libertarian Party belongs to the people who showed up. So she was basically thwarted in her attempts to change things in a lot of situations. So this is what she does. And she does it out of, out of nowhere. And I think a lot of it came from people being upset about some tweets. It's like, the, you know, that's that's like what people make big deals of these days. Tweets. Yeah. Yeah. Tweets no, I, I the, mean, and there were some spicy tweets, man. And, and like I, I, I love messaging. I love in, engagement. And, you know, there are some people that will, I, you know, I'm, I'm not here to get into, you know, the, 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 the tweets, I guess, you know, um, most of them were, yeah, we're out of this world fun, right? Like just a, a good time, you know, spark discussion made people think, I think the engagement on some of those, uh, especially with the, you know, the, the monster blood soaked guy that he was, John McCain was absolutely, you know, spot on for for people like me right like and that's that's okay like it's that's that's what you know that's what we're here for we're we're not you know we're not perfect we're gonna make mistakes um and we're not always going to be liked by everybody no matter what the messaging is so you can't win you can't please everybody so it's like hey and you guys were nominated you you stood in front of them you were you know, placed in positions it was all done legitimately and then all of a yep. sudden, we've got a chair that goes out and talks to uh, Joe Bishop Henchman, the LNC chair, behind everybody's back, gets this letter. He says that he wasn't apprised of what she was doing 
However, this is the first lie. And I'll tell you what, man, the lies start to stack up real damn quick from here. This this lie that he says he doesn't know what he was that he didn't know what he was signing or you know that he didn't do his diligence or whatever it was. Um did 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 you I mean, the moment you saw that, did did you just say, you know, what the hell are you? Are you you got to be fucking all of us, right? I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt, um, maybe a little too much, uh, like with people like Gilletta. But so as far as that goes, I was like, oh, well, clearly this just shows that Gilletta, who's already taken the nuclear option and decided to disenfranchise all the members of her party, steal their data, their personal. This is this is the craziest thing about this. The chair of the party went and filed under her own name a new organization, appointed all new people, and then took all the data, all the private data, like email addresses, phone numbers, physical addresses, employer information, um, and she gave that away. And then Joe Bishop Henchman, I'm assuming, you know, when when I see this letter, I'm like, oh, well, she definitely, he definitely didn't mean it like that. But then I see... The next letter, he says something about like, well, there was rumors that there was a schism coming in New Hampshire for weeks. I'm like, I'm in New Hampshire. I didn't hear that. I don't know where you're hearing these rumors, Mr. <laughs> yeah. Chair. That's so- where it starts. It starts where it starts to break down. Now, I, I, my, my question is, is you know, and, and I think I probably already know the answer. She never like you're you're on the communication committee. Did did Gilletta ever come to you guys at all and say anything about, you know, the the what you guys were doing in terms of communications with the Twitter account. I mean, they, so basically the executive committee came to us. Gilletta specifically never came to any of us as far as I know, mm-hmm. but she talked to the executive committee cause they would have hearings about it. And the executive committee was like, ah, we're going to let them do what they're going to do. You know, we, we, they were supporting our, our messaging. And, and on quite frankly, I don't think we said apart from, apart from the uh, Fauci to, to get Mo, which obviously is a joke. I don't think we said anything that is not a defensible libertarian position. Uh, do people want to hear it? Not always. But you know what happens when you do that is you, you get, let's say the, the child labor tweet goes viral. You get all the best, brightest libertarian minds out there talking about this thing. If you want to have a conversation, I can talk to 100 people. They're going to yell at me. If I can get all the best, brightest libertarians talking about an issue, I know child labor is not the issue of the day. You know, probably could have picked a, a issue of the day if you wanted to. But the fact of the matter is, there's <laughs> not, not the always an issue of the day. Yeah, there's not always. An, well, it is now. Um, yeah, no shit. You know, you can wait for the news to come around all the time. And that's fine. But you're going to be trapped into only spreading the messages that fit into what's going on in the day to day. And the reality is, if you want people to know about libertarians and what it means to be a libertarian and what it means to have individual rights, you have to say some things that are kind of unpopular. But we don't even have, you know, we don't even have nine out of 10 people supporting the libertarian party. So you have to kind of expect people are going to see it. Well, unless all your friends are libertarians, nine out of 10 might not like it or more. Maybe 99.9% of them won't like it, you know? Yeah, it's, it's it's well, and that's the thing is even amongst libertarians, we have, you know, we've got minarchists, we've got anarchists and we've got agorists. You know, we've got people who are coming in that, you know, are like, eh, you know, maybe there's there's a plan here to help dissolve this and to where we don't have to do any of this kind of stuff. And so to, to think that you're ever going to please 
even that crowd alone, right? It's it, it's just it's a, it's a fairy tale. So it's like, all right, guys, hey agorists, hey anarchists, can we cool if in our lifetime we get back to like a minarchy type society? Like, can, can we call it a day at that point? Like, I know there's a lot of people that are, may not consider that a success. At this point, the recognition of of rights would be a success for me. Um, the 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 point I want to hit on with that, and why I asked about Gilletta coming to you guys personally, is I just think it's it's not indicative of leadership and I, you know, I know leadership is what it is, but in, in terms of being an effective, you know, person who wants to run for chair, who wants to run for some type of executive position, you know, that positive communication, having the, the, the courage to address something that maybe you don't agree with in a positive way and having it, you know, an interaction with you guys, especially in, in, in the Mises caucus to say, Hey, listen, you go, can we can we do something maybe a little different? Can we you know try something? That's, I, man, I see that over and over and over again right now in the executive committees across the board. Not just you know I'm not not the the New Hampshire one, but you know at the LNC for sure and in a bunch of other places. I mean, is is that kind of been a trend up there for a long time within the uh, the, the LP New Hampshire? I mean, people have. It, it, the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire has been pretty obsolete. We have the Free State Project here. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, you know, I don't, can't tell you, I couldn't speak for all the reasons that Libertarians don't join the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire, but trying something different seems like a warm, welcome strategy. Uh, when you say that, um, are you saying try something different? I feel like I'm. you, you kind of broke up for a second there. Oh. Did, did you say, it happened earlier too, and I almost interrupted you, I, was, I just let it go. Because I, 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 I caught the gist of it. When you yeah. say try something different, are you saying did Gilletta, like, is it common for the chairs to be like reeling people in up here? Well, it, well just, just hey, you know, like you're you're a person, I'm a person. Maybe we got some different strategies and some different thoughts. We are acting as the proper, you know, libertarian party, right? Like that's that's basically what I'm getting at. Is like, do you have those type of conversations, you know, with with the chair at all? I haven't. You know, honestly, I haven't. She comes to us only when there's problems. She doesn't show up to a bunch of the meetings. She showed up to the Mises Caucus meeting, the first one, only to uh, get elected, I guess. Hasn't showed up to any of the rest of them. It's been months. Um, there's no there's no interpersonal stuff. And that's another thing. You know, that's a really good point because I've, I've met a bunch of these other libertarians, some of them who are on the new board of the new uh, – I've I guess real or fake or whatever. <laughs> the, the, the libertarian party. Yeah. The hijacked weird. party. Well, they, no, no, no. They're the official libertarians. They decide who's libertarians. We're all Republicans now. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Uh, so, no, but some of these people, I met, I met this one woman who was on the communications committee with me in Pittsburgh. And before we got gotten five minutes through a conversation, she was like, oh, well, and not in so many words. She was like, oh, well, I, I basically have to assume that you're racist until I know you well enough to know that you're not racist. And I was like, Oh, well, is that, is that how it works? Well, I guess, and I didn't say this to her. I was just like astonished. I didn't know what to, I was like, all right then. And I just like walked away, but I was like, well, I guess I could treat her like she's racist until I know she's not racist. And this is somebody who doesn't know a damn thing about my personal life or anything about me. Like you've never taken the time to get to know me or ask a question about me or say, so what is it that brings you to the Mises caucus or like, any of that. And I, I went out of my way, I will say, to say hello to several people who, you know, I went out and this is 
Leslie Ann Peterson. I'll 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 name her. Fuck it. Um, so I went out of my way to say, hey, we're on the communications committee together. I've never met you in person. We've had some in-person meetings. You guys zoomed in. You know, wanted to say hi. You might think I'm a jerk or whatever. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm just me. And what do you get? You get well. I know you're racist until I know you're not well enough to know you're not racist, and I don't want to get to know you because you're racist. So okay. weird. Did, did, did so, you lead with like I'm a comedian and my favorite comedian is maybe Dave Chappelle? Like, and then her brain starts to leak out of her ears. Like, how can he be racist? He loves Dave. I don't cancel culture. Can't can't make sense of it. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know that that would. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that, that would work. I listen. It's crazy because I feel like no matter what you say to these people, they're just going to use it against you. Yeah, you're um, not wrong, man. Like it, 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 it's you know, it's a very, it, it's very much a tactic of status. It's one of those things where if you can't beat them in an idea, you point guns at peaceful people, uh, you cage them, you kill them, whatever it is, or you, know, you lie, you steal, you do whatever you can because the the, the mean the ends justify the means, right? Is is, is what what it is in their case. And I, I think that's the trashiest thing about, you know, failed ideology, right? It's, it's like, we can get along with damn near anybody and everybody. We've proven it by, you know, in different states, you know, like even here in Georgia, like you, we are a meacock state and we, we have a, you know, a chair who's not because we can get things done. We can get along. We can, you know, there's still good people. And we admit this all the time freely through our actions. We say, Hey, listen, you know, these are still good people. They can still be chair. They can still be part of the party. We still want people here, you know, doing those things. So I, you know, obviously, you know, trying, trying to make sense of insanity is, is one of those things that we'll, we'll never get through. I, I'd like to get back into kind of the, the, the timeline. go ahead. The lies. Go Let's ahead. get into the lies because because we're we keep getting right onto the surface of it and then not hitting yeah. it. So the Republicans thing that's like another lie. So essentially, yeah. like one of the biggest reasons that Gilletta has done this is she says that we're all secret Republicans trying to take over. She's got like other people in her ear being like, "Oh, somebody put a Twitter account." It was like first we take over the LP and then we take over the Republican Party. It was it was like the treasurer the current treasurer of LPNH. And it's like literally like if libertarians take over the world to leave people alone, oh no, like we're going to, we're secret Republicans now. It's a tweet again, yeah. by the way. You know what's funny is, you know, and I think somebody was just mentioning this in the comments down here is like, you know, they would, uh, I'll put it up there. This is a Reardon and I'm going to throw this up on the screen because I think it bears a lot of relevance because it was going through my mind. It says, I would think the Mises caucus would be more popular in Alabama. Well, that's the thing is you look around the South, like Mississippi doesn't have a huge Mises caucus. The uh, Alabama doesn't, Arkansas doesn't. I don't think Tennessee really has a giant Mises caucus. And it's funny where you do find, you know, bigger pockets of the Mises caucus out there. Like, you know, if, if we're all Republicans and we're invading the LP, you know, then why isn't it happening in states that are quote unquote red? Like it doesn't make any damn yeah, sense. Right, right. Now, I, I also like to make the point that, you know, if we're, if we're Republicans, why are we sitting here talking about cops and the criminal justice system the way we are? You know, it's like we want reform. We want qualified immunity gone. We want the drug war ended. We want people who are nonviolent criminals released from jail. We want the end of cash bail. We have a plan for all of this kind of stuff. The Republicans don't want any of that shit. Hell, the Democrats don't even want any of that. No. So no, yeah, yeah, we're obviously not Republicans. Yeah, no. But so, so then we got people like Joe Bishop Hedgeman. See, the greatest thing about this whole fiasco is it really rooted out the corruption 
all the way up to the top. And root it out. Listen, I, I got something I want to say. It's like if there's three things that this party is supposed to stand for, as far as I thought, we're supposed to be the party of principles. Well, doing this is the most unprincipled move. You know, if the chair is going to say, well, I signed a letter and, you know, I don't think she used it appropriately, but I'm not really going to say. And then come out and say, well, we have to figure out who is the real affiliate. And then the next day come out and say, we should disaffiliate the old affiliate with the chair who is this guy. Like, didn't you just say that then they must be the ones who are affiliated an hour after you voted to keep their data out of their hands? Which that's unprincipled. That's theft, right? So you voted to uh, perpetuate the theft or at least hold off when the Libertarian National Committee could click this, fix this with a click of a button. You know, they get an IT on it and they say, hey, we turned over the access codes. It's yours now. Nope. They're holding hostage the digital infrastructure of the LPNH. And you know what? We get to see exactly who's willing to do that. So if we're supposed to be the party of principles, well, LNC, uh, at least the XCOM, has proven that they're not. If we're supposed to be the party that hates politics, you know, well, we've proven that we're not. Because here's the deal. If, if somebody's also, if we're supposed to be the party of private property. When somebody's private property is stolen, on principle, they should be given that back. If we're about practical solutions and not bureaucracy and we hate politicians, well, then why is it we kick this down the can? And I don't remember if somebody touched on this point in the LNC thread list. Why is it we kick this uh, thing down the can or as far up the pipe, I should say, as possible to the Libertarian National Committee's Executive Committee? And they're like, well, we have to bicker and fight before we can decide if this person should get their private property back. I mean, come yeah, on. You it's guys, absolutely insanity. You're not principled. You know, uh, you're not for private property rights and you seem like politicians. So Whoa. you're out as far as I'm concerned. Every one of those people, I want people to contact the regional reps if they have voted uh, or if they're we got to wait for this vote on Friday, I guess, or however this goes. Anybody who mm -hmm. votes to disaffiliate New Hampshire or to keep that or affiliate that new organization, I want everybody in the Mises caucus to go contact your local reps, your regional reps, and say, if you don't put pressure on these people to oust Joe Bishop Henchman for his part in this, we are voting you out. You know, this has to go through all the layers of corruption. And anybody who stands for this unprincipled move to hold on to the private data, I'm talking, again, email addresses, phone numbers, uh, physical addresses, employer information, join dates, et cetera. Uh, the donor list, like we can't even function as an organization. We can't call our donors and say, hey, our data has been compromised. We can't call, you know, we can't contact these people and say, hey, a new organization has control of your private data. We can't even say our data has been breached to these people. That's messed up. And the LNC has perpetuated that. So anybody on board is complicit and they should all be voted out. Everybody. I 100 um, percent. I thought it was very interesting when when the, the next letter from JBH came out where he begins talking about a like he doesn't even name the Mises caucus. He just says a faction, right? A faction like we're, like it's some small band of marauders that have somehow, you know, done some bad things. It doesn't doesn't pay any credit to what we've talked about in the history of this and then says there is a binary choice for the party at this point that if it goes the other way away from his direction his ideas his you know his his vision of what the party is that he couldn't even be part of it and that he would actively tell people not to be a part of it well this is why I said, if this is the part where it gets tough for people, 
man up or bitch out, you know? Are you here for the tough parts of it? Or are you here to quit when it gets hard? And maybe somebody who's a libertarian that you don't like is also a part of the party. Yeah, and that's that's, that's the and, and who, who said show up, man? Like that's the thing is one of the guys that lives up there in New Hampshire. I, I remember back in 2015, I started bitching about it, and what I got back in return was, well, then show up, show up, man. That, like show up, do work, bust your butt, and then you can have control of the party. And here we are, and this is what's going down. Yep. It's uh, it's really interesting though because I, I I get I go back and forth the past four days from being like tired of it to feeling like downtrodden and beat up about it to being like nah this is the best thing ever like this is really in the long term this has only accelerated what is gonna happen or was gonna happen in uh, next March anyway yeah. you know so in New Hampshire we were already going to probably vote to have Gillette out because she wasn't working well with us. We all knew we weren't working well together. Okay, we still have to work together for the rest of the year, or I guess you can go start your own little club. Uh, but yeah. we chose to still be here working together despite the conflicts and to keep keep working. You know, I don't, I don't see anybody in that group sticking around, honestly. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't see a... she got 13 co-conspirators. That's another thing. There's a whole bunch of them. We don't even know who they are. We know who some of them are. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and maybe brings me to my next point. You know, is I started calling out uh, old Nick Sarwak on, on Twitter uh, the other day. He came out and said some really cagey nonsense about the, uh, yeah, I don't know, bad people coming through doors, and so maybe we should close those doors. And I was like, dude, you, you speak like a fucking coward. And like when, when, you're, when you're involved in something and you're cagey about it and you want to talk about it, but you can't come out and like tell the truth about your intentions, about your plan, all that kind of stuff. It's like, man, what – like that's, that's the way people who are afraid of the repercussions of their actions talk. So maybe one of two things is true. Maybe you're scared – and you're a coward of, you know, the, the actions you want to take, or maybe you don't actually really believe in them. I think that people are, I don't know what he believes in. And I honestly don't know if Nick Sarwark was involved in this. No, really, well, I really he, don't. He I do for so a fact because I, I call him out and I said, Hey man, explain it to a crane eater like me. Cause he said, you know, obviously I was projecting, calling him a coward. And I said, did you, or did you assist? Yeah. Yeah, I, I asked him, did you assist uh, Gilletta in, in, in what happened? He flat out said yes. Oh, he said he assisted? Yeah. Wow. He's, 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 yeah. he's one of the 13. He came out and said it. All right. Yeah, I went out. I, was, I went on a Dr. Carlin Borisenko's stream a couple of days yeah. ago and was talking to her. And I, I went out and like defended Nick. I was like, hey, listen, guys, like, I know a lot of people don't like Nick. He's not the easiest guy to get along with. I'm not a big fan of Nick's, but like, let's not make him out to be some arch supervillain and that he potentially isn't and make ourselves look like more of fools. But that's interesting to know because that when somebody said constructive resignation, I'm like, that is a weird coincidence, but you know, it's circumstantial, but yeah, that, that makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. 
Yeah, you know, and, and I'm, you know what, and and hey, Nick, thanks for telling the truth for once, man. Thanks for sitting yeah. there and giving a, you know, an actual straightforward answer that you were part of this, that you did want this to happen, that you probably talked to JBH, and you know, that's probably, you know, my conjecture at this point, as there was, you know, some advice given to Gilletta or Nick, you know, f- help facilitate the the entire thing with jbh right like i mean they got up there and at the the last convention and and you know loved on each other and all that fun stuff so it's like you know like i don't know so let's fast forward from all this like we're seeing all this unfold and trying to keep up with what's happening where and all that fun stuff thank god i mean you know twitter as painful as it can be sometimes is a hell of a tool for you know communication and networking um it really is yeah, last night we had the, uh, you know, the XCOM, the executive committee of the LNC meet. And boy, I'll tell you what, man, just sitting there listening to what was happening, um, the the scorn from, you know, the, the people in this party was awesome. You got any 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 thoughts or feelings on on what you you watched there last night? Yeah, I thought it was pretty – well, a, a couple of things. First off, as a resident of New Hampshire, I think it's pretty ridiculous that they get mad at Karen Ann Harlow's for getting the parties involved just on the record the night of, just to talk uh, about whatever, you know, just to clarify some things. And then they're like, but we'll get everybody's opinion across the whole country on record. And then they call her thing some kangaroo court. I'm like, okay, so listen, if there's a kangaroo court, it's like if we believe in localism – if there's a kangaroo court, it's asking people in freaking Des Moines, Iowa, or wherever across the country, hey, what do you think we should do about the Libertarian Party in New Hampshire? Uh, especially when the issue is like a matter of private property rights. They're talking about this whole disaffiliation thing. That's not what they called the freaking meeting for. You know, right. they just, the, again, it's, I'm frustrated with the Libertarian National Party. And I'm also, I don't know, I, I, I had I scorn in that meeting. You know, I had scorn. <laughs> we talk about the level of scorn and spite. Like yeah. I was there, I, I was, it was me too. You know, I wasn't like yelling at people or anything. There's a lot of really rude people in there, which is like, yeah. man, I hope some of those people quit. It's interesting though. Uh, the unity that's come out of this from a bunch of people, you know, uh, on principle. Mm-hmm. And I never thought that the thing that would bring the libertarian party together and really grow, it would be just like dunking on some nerds who think they're full or who are really full of themselves. You know, like that's, that's what it is. What, what do we all unite behind? It's like, wow, look at these fucking nerdy assholes who think they're king shit and think, we'll tell you how to be free. We'll tell you who's free. You're not the free people of New Hampshire. Okay. Get out it's of here. Weird, man. Isn't it? Like, oh God. And the thing is, is like, man, I don't want to be those guys either. Right. Like, it's like, listen, there's a place for people that have, you know, severe autism and like shuffling papers and doing the admin side of things. And like, man, like there's there's room for everybody to do something. There's room for those guys to do things. You know, the fact that, you know, it's probably not going to be on the point of messaging. It's not going to be in front of the cameras. It's not going to be, you know, guys that are, you know, pulling in, you know, I guess, you know, six, you know, six figure audiences and things like that. That's not going to be them, you know, for, for the most part, there might be a couple of them here and there, but I mean, yeah, it, it does seem like that. I don't know, just the, the animosity towards, you know, libertarians from different walks of life, you know, they, 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 it's, they sit there and they'll call you racist and they'll call you homophobes and they'll call you transphobic and they'll call you, you know, all these things that there's, you know, that, you know, 
apparently we're scared of. But the thing is, is we don't care. I think and, ultimately, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just just going to wrap up by saying like, when you see that there, those guys are saying you don't belong while we're sitting there saying, Hey man, there's a place for you. We, we just, you know, I think there's a better place for you than maybe messaging. There's a better place for you know, than, you know, maybe in front of everybody, there's things for you guys to do. It's just, Hey, listen, let's let the natural course of events and the market of, you know, people, you know, to float to good ideas and good people. Let's let that work. I think these people are upset because they're good at procedure, but they're not good at leading. Oh, yeah. Painfully obvious. man. <laughs> Absolutely painfully obvious and, that they are not leaders. And procedure is no substitute for uh, leadership, but leadership can get you a long way with a little less procedure. You know, it's, it's you know, we need we do need both. But the, I think that's the, yeah. the main source of the pain. And it's like, hey, we were we were like the leaders of the libertarian party before this, I guess. And now we're upset because there's some people who can lead better than us who are growing the party by saying things the way we wouldn't say them. And it's like, you sound like you're afraid of the things that you believe. You know, I keep hearing this, this thought come around in libertarian circles. It's like, yeah, we need people to not be afraid of the things that they believe in. You know, we need libertarians not to be afraid of the things they believe in, not to be afraid of saying the things they believe in, like the Nick Sarwark thing. It sounds like somebody's afraid to say what they believe in, or at least like, well, if you want to bring somebody there, you have to bring them to this, this marginal, you have to bring them around the bushes and through the rosy posies. And like, you'll get some, some twisted long explanation about, well, ultimately like we support this, this system of rules and regulations and all this stuff. And like, you get this long clerical answer to be like, well, should kids be able to work if they want to work? And should they not be forced to go to school? Yeah, they probably yeah. allowed to work and they probably shouldn't be forced to go to school, at least not state schools like your parents can force you to go to school. But like if there's a place for you on the farm, and you're learning some shit and you want to go to a trade or like you're we spend so much money trying to keep kids that don't want to be in school in school. Like, I think oh, we spend more money. Especially boys. Yeah, me. I, it yeah. was me. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I, I should have been out busting my ass all the time. I was. I learned far more. I can tell you, I learned far more on job sites from the time I was probably eight, nine years old because you know my my dad would do carpentry. My my grandfather was an engineer and would do carpentry, and I could go out and I could do these kind of things. And you know, not to you know belabor the point, but it's like, hey, listen, there are some things that if parents who are the legal guardians of their children who love their kids, you know, they're not going to let them go out and fall into meat machines. Like we were told back in, you know, the, the, the murder cult indoctrination camps. Like that's not, that's not happening anymore. Like, can we, Dude. can we learn something about farming and can we learn something about agriculture? I mean, yes, we can. We can start teaching that at an early age. I'll tell you how safe these kids are going to be if they get jobs, they could go work at the slave factories building iPhones in China and they couldn't even fall out a window and die. <laughs> that's how safe they're gonna be Damn! it's 2021 <laughs> hell of a point man i mean honestly that's in and that's china for god's sakes that's not even the that's u.s china yeah it's gonna um, be fine yeah we're, and we're people gonna, are we're upset they're like right. let those people commit suicide you know it's like yeah let those children so, if those children don't want to work let them jump out the windows um no, voluntary man. society <laughs> all right maybe not maybe not i took it too far <laughs> no, it's all. And that's, that's the other thing is I don't think, you know, I was talking to Dave Smith about this the other day, man. It's just the, the ability for, you know, a lot of us who aren't 
these people that have lived a white collar life, man, like, you know, the, the people that have busted their ass from the time they were young, from the time, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, and they've busted their ass year in and year out when they were in the murder camps uh, and, you know, and, and really lived a very tough, fun, incredible, experienced life where they did have you know culture introduced to them you know at, at very early where they started to see the the nuance and to see you know people making fun of themselves and you know their you know the, their cultures and things like that like they're those those guys i don't know did you never mix did you never have a hard day of work did you never bust each other's balls while you guys were you know out you know sweating and 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 you know getting after it like did that never happen for you yeah, you know, I couldn't I couldn't speak to that because I honestly, these people don't speak to me like I don't I don't get it. And you know what else is remarkable? I'll say about this whole situation getting back into that because you're coming back to this whole point of like these people don't know how to interact with people. You know, how are you going to lead people if you can't even like have a social interaction? Nobody's really reached out to like nobody from the executive committee of the LNC has really reached out to people in New Hampshire. Karen Ann has. You know, like a bunch of Meekocks have, but like nobody's really like the the leadership of the party nationally. They're not reaching out. They're not like being like, hey, we're, we're here. Like, hey, you know, maybe maybe you guys should have toned it down back there. or Maybe I would adjust this one. Like, but they're, they're not having a conversation at all. It's, yeah, nothing. What, I mean, it's, it's radio silence and motion to disaffiliate. Like, all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you, do you guys think? We're just barbarians and we go around killing people and, and like, you know, like beating them up and, you know, just complete Neanderthals. Like we're not those people, man. Like most of the time we're those people that give our, sh you know, the, the, the one clean shirt we have, you know, to somebody else for charity, for God's sakes, to help them, you know, make ends meet or something like that's oh, it, it's just their their perception of people that aren't in their damn, you know, little safe bubble is is absolutely ridiculous to me. Um I get way off track. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all sometimes. good. But so, you know, we roll in, let, let, let's back into the LNC meeting here, right? Um, last night, towards the end, when uh, the contentions between, um, you know, Carrie Ann um, and, and, and a few of the other, uh, well, I should say a couple of the other guys and the chairman, Joe, uh, really kind of came to a head, right? Uh, towards the end when they were uh, basically debating whether or not we should give back the stolen property, give back, you know, you know, go, you know, stand by the bylaws of the duly elected New Hampshire you know, uh, Libertarian Party. That, boy... When when I look at, you know, what you were talking about in terms of leadership or the lack thereof in this case, it was blinding at that moment. Yeah, it really was. And you even had people saying like, well, you know what, after after hearing all the evidence, I believe that this is the right decision and then voting a different way. <laughs> or abstaining. Or abstaining, and who would abstain? Like, ah, should we get their private property back? Should we not get their private property back? But the fact of the matter is, I think that these people have uh, probably woke constituents to answer to. I could be wrong, you know. I think anybody looking at that situation as an honest, unbiased person is going to look and say, "Give these, give the body of the party their membership and site. Like, give them their digital infrastructure back." That's all these people's information. You just gave it to like 13 other random guys. Yeah, uh, crazy. You know, and you can sell that. So 
but I, I would imagine that there's some places where if you're like a rep, like, you know, the tone of your people, you know, this is, it's an interesting thing. Democracy. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, <laughs> Why wouldn't you be right? Well, but even in like the libertarian party, I'm like, this isn't, we're not, it, I, I don't know. Like we're a democratic party. I'm like, I, this, I got problems with this. Like I'm, I'm a minarchist or an anarchist at heart for sure. Like I, it, I don't think that everybody voting on whether New Hampshire gets their private property back is a good idea in the first place, you know? So like, why would you have to vote? And then for people to vote? No, like yeah. you're not libertarians. And I'm going to say that to the libertarian national committee, you're not libertarians. No, there's a handful. There, like, there's three there was right a few. now. There, there's, I, there's, yeah, there's. I think there's four, maybe three, four, three. I think three. it was, I was, was, it was three because it was, it was a three-three yeah. vote, and we had one abstention. Uh, one, uh, yeah, one uh, abstaining. I think that was Laura Epke, and she abstained, and everybody else was, you know, basically it, it was a tie. And this, to my, to the point of this entire thing, where when Joe Bishop Henchman said that he's keeping, you know, everything neutral right like he interfered from the very beginning and he knew he was interfering from the beginning because Gilletta talked to him beforehand so if Gilletta talked to him beforehand and he issues this letter and then lies about it he wasn't neutral he wasn't neutral in this in this entire thing from the word go and to sit there and talk about you know being neutral in a dispute between a duly elected party and somebody that he went to bat for wrote a letter for and then in front of everybody that really gave a shit to pay attention even last night he says well i'm i I don't care you know what you say i'm going to continue i'm going to go ahead and take this vote which carrie ann said you know i it was a great line she said i can't prevent you from being oh what was it uh Oh, I wish I could remember the word she used because it was just drove a nail into it. And I was like, damn, he should you should absolutely abstain. He didn't. And in a moment where he had precipitated this entire event from a non-neutral position and then to take a deciding vote on it in that moment, boy, yep. you, he should have recused himself right then right there and 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 that would have been it it would have been like hey guess what even though it shouldn't have been a centralized decision in for the the national party it would at least restored the the property the 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 cyber property everything out there that you know go back to the way it was the duly elected bylaws the duly elected party members and everything else like that's the way it should have been and he didn't do it man and Oh man, at that moment I was like, that's it. There is nothing left for this guy. Yeah. And he'd already I think he should have recused himself simply on the basis of that other letter he'd written where he's like, I sympathize, I support, you know, all the things like, oh, I, I fully understand. I have this is from a stream I did the other day, I have the notes right here. Like, what was it? It's like I sympathize and support and appreciate and Oh, just like, bullshit, did you bullshit, did you support bullshit. it? Like when you say support, did you actively like support? Like you're like, yeah, I've got your back, Gilletta. Like you go go get them, girl. Because that's what I think you might have meant when you said I support them in their action to try to prevent this hostile takeover. And these and, are people and, in the letter, by the way. And what's funny is like this is a theme that's gone around in the letter. Everybody's like they're secret Republicans and they supported the one six coup. So what do you do? You pull a coup, right? 
crazy. If that's not the fucked up snake eating its own tail, I don't know what is. You know, like that's yeah. that's it's classic. It seems like leftist logic. And I'm like, well, maybe these guys are just infiltrators from the Democratic Party. Let's play that game. You know, and they're here to just make this the Libertarian Party look disreputable. So we have to because maybe what if it has to sue itself? What if the Libertarian Party has to sue the Libertarian Party and get the state to intervene to settle its differences? What a fucking oh, dagger in what, the back would that be? What it, oh, man, you, you want to talk about, oh, just in, in violation of everything that we stand for. Like, all right, New Hampshire, figure this shit out. Like, you guys don't need us. And, and boy, I'll tell you what, going forward, there's been some thoughts in the back of my head that, like, you know, those guys should be a placeholder and nothing more up there in terms of, you know, who they are, what they do. And, like, that's it. Like, this kind of parading bullshit where they get to decide fates of parties and things like that within your state. I, I'll tell you what, man, uh, some good points were made out there. Like, this, this is going to set a precedent. If they can do it here in New Hampshire – Everybody else state is on the chopping block next. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's something, like I said, I want every every local like libertarian to get in touch with your your regional reps, your state reps, whoever's on your XCOM and stuff, and say, hey, we want you to push for the removal of the people who did this because we got to hold everybody accountable. Uh, because the precedent that was just set is exactly that, that the data can be stolen. And then the LNC, the centralized organization of the Libertarian Party who stands against centralization, the politicians of the Libertarian Party who stand against everything being political, get to decide who owns the data. They get to decide the private property rights of everybody else. So this is like the antithesis of libertarianism to me. And I think all these people need to lose their jobs. Yeah, damn right. And I'll tell you right now, if you are a chair out there and you don't want this to happen to you and you think that it can't happen, you're wrong. You what you need to probably be doing right now is backing up your files, making sure that there is, you know, I don't know, duplicate, triplicate of this so that if something ever happened, you can at least notify the people, get in touch with those people can and, and, and create some sort of continuity, because what the establishment, the deep state, all these, you know, these this, the murder cult, for lack of a better term, doesn't want as an organized libertarian party for 2022, 2024. Like this is, you know, the moment where we are incredibly dangerous to the murder cult. And I mean, it's just going to be it's going to be on from here. I want to I want to I didn't want to do like I, I gave Joe Bishman or you know, Joe Bishop Henchman the benefit of the doubt. Uh, a lot, you know, coming into this. And I think a lot of people in the Mises caucus did. I know we had some reservations, but we did put a good foot forward. We we wanted, you know, good things to happen. And for him to do this, man, I I see this, you know, like, you know, we were talking about earlier. It's just the, a lack of understanding of what leadership is. He's blocked me on Twitter now, which I think is hysterical because I really didn't go at him that hard. Uh, I really, you know, didn't go out there and, and call him any names or do any personal attacks. It was more like, Hey man, this is what we're seeing. This is what, you know, what leadership should be doing right now. So my, my thought is, is if he came out right now and he said, guys, I fucked up royally, right? Like I really, really messed up. I, I misjudged the situation. I acted foolishly and the, and, and, and for the sake of the party, I need to remove myself. I need to step down. Things need to be restored to the way they were. Is there any hope for some reconciliation if he does something like that? Between who? 
I mean, just personally. I mean, I would I would respect the hell out of that. You know, when you're super wrong and you you come out and you have the courage to say that, wow, I was really wrong and it's really affected a lot of people. And and especially if he goes and and steps down from his position. I mean, I I would if he didn't step down from his position, I would hope for a vote of no confidence in his ability, his ability to handle further for the situation. So I would respect the hell out of that move. I will say uh, reconciliation with the people here in New Hampshire. I don't know, man. These people just booted everybody out of the party, stole a bunch of data and stuff out of like a storage unit. And then we're like, you guys can't be libertarians. We have all our new rules. Uh, I don't know that they're going to want to come back. So as far as reconciling that, it seems like the reconciliation is going to be of the property. And then those bonds, I don't know if those are going to be repaired. I would honestly, Joletta, I would be willing to deem her like persona non grata. And I, I wrote a letter to the, LNC. I was like, the biggest concern here for everybody should be private property and privacy concerns and this not becoming a political dog and pony show. And uh, anybody who does this stuff should never be allowed to be a voting. They can be a libertarian. They should never be allowed to vote at a, in a delegation again. You know, you've proven yourself like. <laughs> right. You're not you're basically to be, a member at large. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, you can watch, you know, and you can cast you can cast ballots in November or whatever, even whenever your local elections are. You can vote, but you can't vote as in the Libertarian Party delegation. And I would I would want that for the people who have aided and abetted Gilletta in New Hampshire. And I would want that for uh, the people who are on the LNC, you know, not not allowed to specifically the people in New Hampshire and especially Gilletta. There may be I don't know who all the whole list is. Maybe some people were. I don't know. These people haven't gone out of the way to get to know me. So I, I hesitate <laughs> to assume like, no, they're probably great people who just were confused. Like now they seem like jerks. Um, yeah, it's, they, they just do. All right. So uh, and maybe they're not. You know, I've gone like, all, you know, who I did meet who's very nice to me is Valerie Starwork. I met her. She was friendly. Yeah. She was cool. She's yeah. like, yeah, I think you're a dick. I was like, yeah, OK, you can take that. <laughs> and then we just, <laughs> Say, I'm gonna go drop. Yeah, and it, and it was fine. And, but everybody else that's been involved with that, like, has been either like cold or directly rude to me. People called me racist and on Facebook groups and stuff. I'm like, you don't know me. What is this? Like, what what is this about? I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm willing to say they're not like they're not following libertarian principles. They're aiding and abetting and theft um, from other libertarians on like up. Uh, within the libertarian organization using libertarian infrastructure you're no longer allowed to use the infrastructure of the party sorry you yeah. know you could be a libertarian i'm not saying we should vote out all anybody who's committed theft either like should never be allowed to do anything in the party like i believe in redemption of people it's just like if you're going to be elected or put in a position of power within the party and use that infrastructure to steal from people and to slander people you shouldn't be in that position it's pretty straightforward yeah, and you know, there's there's got to be this you know moment. Um, there's you know obviously steps to repairing things like this, and obviously one of the first ones is admitting that you know you're the source of the problem. Uh, you know, paying some recompense, um, and and having it received by the people that you uh, that you slighted, that you harmed, and then you know. All right, I admit it. Yeah. <laughs> That seems like the farthest thing from what uh, these guys are willing to do right now, for sure. Um, I'll tell you, you know, I I, I, I don't know. I, I think this is obviously going to go um, 
you know, I said, should say, I, I think it's going to go the libertarian way. Um, when you've got, you know, everybody from O'Donnell to uh, Justin Amash to um, Spike Cohen to Dave Smith uh, out there all saying, you know, or things and, and now, you know, put it, making it, you know, this unification moment, really. Um, I think this is going to get dealt with in a very positive way. And hopefully these are the, uh, the death rows of, you know, people that have been really standing in the way of doing some great things. Yeah, I hope so too. There's, there's a lot of work to do and be nice if the people who are trying to tell everybody to get out would get out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, big big thing on the horizon here for you guys, uh, Pork Fest. How's what are you guys doing for uh, for Pork Fest in terms of communications right now? Well, so as far as that goes, uh, the Libertarian Party, uh, as far as communications, we're going to do the membership and outreach was really handling the Pork Fest event. They're doing yeah. physical, like printed out uh, membership forms. They're going to be able to collect membership. We've got, we still have control of the old bank account because the, there's like, there's like a single signer on the bank account. So we still have all the fun. We can still, anybody can join or whatever, but we have to do, you know, physical forms and hold off on getting them into our official database. And we're really considering pulling out of the CRM, you know, other States should, should, consider i would say personally maybe this isn't the position of the party but like it doesn't seem advantageous to allow the libertarian national party to control the data of local members if they're going to behave in this kind of a way so i, I, I encourage I think, other states to look at managing your own data i think it's actually a, a great point and i think we should probably you know i want to pick your brain for a few more minutes on on this type of thing you know if you are in the state managing your own data now seems like a prerequisite you know it's kind of like if you guys are into blockchain and bitcoin and all that kind of stuff if you don't have the keys then it's not your stuff right so you know we, we've yep. seen a, obviously this by example this should be a lesson so that we avoid this later on down the road uh is there anything else out there uh that you've seen maybe that's a very a nuanced thing uh in this case that um, is harbored or the national has access to that uh, ha has been, you know, taken from you guys um, Any other fallout there. I mean, the, the biggest thing I can think of is just not being able to reach the, the membership at large. You know, we, we have a pretty tight knit community within, I'm a Mises guy within the Mises caucus, you know, it's a very yeah. tight knit community. There's a bunch of uh, other libertarians, you know, we have libertarian clubhouse. So we've been able to keep pretty well in touch but as far as like donor lists and membership and the, you know, the people who are kind of at the fringes of the party who support it, who weren't actually involved, I have no idea what they know. It's a hard thing to deal with. I think that's a big, that's a big problem. As far as what was stolen from us though, that's about it. The nuanced things, and I'm not sure if this is a separate question or the same question, the nuanced things that I've seen missed mostly have just been, and I guess it's not, it's, it's almost like, the opposite. It's like people have been putting too much nuance into simpler things. Like you see somebody forgets to file a piece of paperwork or, or a piece of paperwork wasn't filed and you reach all these conclusions about what that means for the party and the affiliate status. Like there was a campaign finance form that wasn't filled out, but there are other, we have other forms filed at the state. They're like, Oh, because this doesn't exist. It does. The LPNH doesn't even exist. It's like, yeah, we do. <laughs> you know, yeah, we do. Yeah, um, we got names. We we got records of of what happened here in March. We're we're pretty uh, pretty good there, right? But a lot of people, if you if you read the LNC thread list, a lot of people are ascribing a lot of intentions 
And I think that the things that are, it's, it's almost like a lot of things aren't lost in nuance. Like a lot of nuance is made up. Yeah. You know, a lot of this is actually simpler than it's been laid out to be. And, and it's become a, a series of character assassinations and misconstrued intentions. And um, I guess un, unverifiable claims about who people are and what they do. And it's just like the, the consistent thread I've seen from these people since I joined the party, to be honest. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah, just it's, all culminating yeah. in this and leading up to the chair. So, yeah, well, frankly, uh, hey, you know, and he, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, frankly, like I, I like I said at the very beginning of this, like some people might think it's a disaster. Some might think it's a great thing. I think it's unfortunate. It's a it's a messy situation. But I'm like, well, this really accelerates the process. You know, you got people like Reed Coverdale joining the Mises caucus because of this. Like that guy was never going to join a caucus. <laughs> he, he, he wasn't. You're, Hey, I'll tell you what, I've seen it all over the place. People were reporting that, uh, you know, membership is being driven way up, especially in the Mises caucus right now. And I think that's uh, I think it's extremely telling um, to, you know, to have the the cards flush this way uh, to see what's, you know, to, to see the truth in the writing on the wall. And I'll tell you, you know, JBH, if you ever hear this, man, if you think last night when people were getting off of that call, if it was bad, then show up to Reno. Go ahead. Uh, it is going to be a riot. I mean, an absolute riot, man. You're, there's no possible way that you're going to show up there and do anything good for this party, man. So I don't know, you know, word of word of warning, word of caution, you know, not not physical violence. Obviously, we don't believe in that kind of bullshit because we got better ideas. We don't need to do the sneaky bullshit or the violent bullshit that they have to. So um, I'll tell you what, though, it's uh, it's it's not beyond me. The the the, the ruckus of booze that uh, he's going to be welcomed with if he shows up in Reno. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's that's going to be something to see. I'm hoping to go to that, you know. <laughs> I'm really hoping I'll be there. I might, I might go even if I'm not a, de- a delegate just to see. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, man, is there anything else that, you know, top this off, you know, we were at an hour now, so um, I think we've, we, we've pretty well beat it, but um, if there's anything else you want to hit on before we kind of wrap this thing up. The libertarian party needs to be principled. We need to continue to hate politicians and we need to continue to respect private property rights. And if you see, all these people, who, you know, who are getting so concerned with process and procedure that they forget, like, that there's people being robbed in front of them. Those aren't the kind of libertarians we need. I respect that we have to have some kind of, like, rules and process. But, like, if we're trying to be practical solutions, th- that's not the way to do it. Get them out. Get them out. Like, don't vote those people into position. They could be in the party. Get them out of our leadership. We need real leaders Vote for the Mises Caucus. Join the Mises Caucus. That's all I got. And follow me on Twitter. Bill is a joke. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, so, are are you back to doing some stand up up there now? You know, I haven't. I haven't stand up really just kind of started back up, and I haven't gone to an open mic in a little while. But I, I will be. I was thinking t- tomorrow night there should be one. I, I used to be streaming on Thursday nights, but I'm like, mm-hmm. not anymore. I think Thursday yeah. nights I'm gonna probably get out and do some comedy. I, I'm. I'm dying to do it because I haven't gotten up in front of a group of people. I have to get in front of somebody between now and Porkfest because I got to do Soapbox Idol, which is like this ranting competition. I love to rant. <laughs> I, so if you're Porkfest, like 
Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Lot, I was going to say, I feel like that's what a lot of comedy is these days. You got a, you got a mountain of stuff that you've built up over the, the lockdowns. Uh, I got some good stuff. You know, I got some good black lives matter jokes and some good riot jokes and marches. And yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, I got some stuff. I gotta, I gotta work it out a little bit, but it's a little bit old now, but it's still, it's still, I think Not it'll nobody's work. heard it. <laughs> well, right. That's the thing too. It took so long for all this shit to end, dude. Yeah. Ugh. It's, it's yeah. crazy, man. Well, hey, uh, you, you know, if 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 we can help you out with any of that kind of stuff, if we can, if you got a Patreon or anything else where we can support you guys, or if you want to, you know, just let me know anything that I need to, you know, get out there for for you guys in New Hampshire, man. Just say the word. Yeah, you already shared that fundraiser, right? I think I sent you that fundraiser earlier. Yeah, just man. For, uh, for the for the legal aid and all that fun stuff, right? Yep. Donate to the the fundraiser. You can find that. I, I'll put this in the comments after the show or something, too. I'll find it and get out of here. I'll but donate it. to that. New Hampshire may need some legal aid. Um, you know, that, that, that would be appreciated. If not, you guys, I'll get your money back. So, um, <laughs> you know, hopefully this is settled without any of that. I, I expect I, I will say last thing, I, I have confidence that on Friday we will get our property back. I, well, I do have some faith. I had that thought last night too, though. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, hey, man, uh, there there are some meetings people out there uh, that are going to be going on this weekend. Uh, we will try to provide links for you guys in Twitter and everywhere else we can. So uh, you know, stay tuned for all that kind of stuff and show up, man. Like this is seriously, we 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 need your attention. We need your IRE. We need your voice. Uh, we need every hand on deck for this situation right now because this is where it's got to stop. And uh, I, man, I, I think we're going to be. Um, pleasantly surprised like like you said but uh bill hey man thank you for your time uh thanks for the the laughs and, and the, the inside look at everything uh from from the point of view from the you know the comms committee up there too man it's been a real blast and uh, i gotta say it's really cool you know meeting you up in pa and having this conversation now thanks for having me dude it's a great time all right brother take care Well, ladies and gents, uh, there's a whole lot of stuff going on up there. I'm going to make an announcement here first, and then I'm going to admit afterwards, since you guys are my my lovely uh, patrons and supporters and just, you know, some of the best damn people on earth. Um, because what has transpired with Joe Bishop Henchman and the LNC, I'm going to make this announcement here and right now. Um, there's been some talk in the background for a while now about what's going on um, with the, the National Party. And so I was asked a while back if I would consider taking on an additional role, um, which, you know, I, you know, I thought about for quite a while. And uh, I think that it's something that is still within my wheelhouse to do. And so I will be seeking the Region 2 rep position for the LNC. Um, this kind of bullshit has to be met with an absolute line in the sand. This is this is this can't ever happen again. And I'll tell you, if uh, if I can bring that fight to the LNC uh, from region down here in the mouth, boy, I'll tell you what. It's uh, it's it's bound to be, um, and I would appreciate anybody and everybody uh, who would support this uh, this I don't know run I guess if you call it something like that, but it's kind of kind of new, uh, and you know, like I said, this kind of stuff requires people to take action. Um, 
we're not going to win anything is if we don't get off our ass. If we if this is our moment in history, this is the time that we have to take on uh, projects and boy, I'll tell you, you know, just add another one to the plate. But at any rate, thank you guys for everything you're doing. If you would like to support this show, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash radical pod. Thank you guys all for becoming patrons um, out there. I mean, I'm, I'm sending out thank you letters uh, a lot. And I, I really appreciate that. If you want to support the show in other ways, uh, you can go out to and leave me a five-star review. I will read it here on the air. I need more and more of those things to, to bump us up. I think we actually charted it around 150, something like that. I got a, a note from somebody the other day that says, hey, man, you're in the top 150 of the uh, political podcast just after a year. That's incredible. So thank you guys so much for spreading the word and sharing everything. Uh, just an incredible group of people. Um, and then July 2nd, um, we're going to have a fun time down at Smith's old bar. Zach, uh, uh deputy is going to go out and play. Uh, we're going to do a live show. I believe I've got confirmation from Pete Cunianos, who's going to come out and help with us in that live show. Um, it's going to be a different show. It's going to be a ton of fun. So, uh, it's going to be amazing, man. It's, I mean, like we've got a, we've got a great year ahead of us. We've got a great summer ahead of us. We've got tons of stuff we need to be doing, but we also need to enjoy, uh, each other. We need to enjoy our families. We need to enjoy, um, what we have, you know, everything that is, you know, starting to eat back because people have said enough's enough. We're not going to take this bullshit. Like we need to start enjoying that and living in some moments and realizing how amazing, um, our lives are despite these draconian assholes out there that are status. So at any rate, uh, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. I'll be back here tomorrow night with another show. Um, we're going to be talking about what happened with Bitcoin down in El Salvador um, with an expert. So at any rate, thank you guys. I will see you guys tomorrow night. I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff.